I said, I always do that before I push. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what our theme music is, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Hillary. I'm Davida. And we're two Pilates chicks and we're still outside. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear by the wind. You can hear by the wind and this truck is still there. But today's episode, we're talking and it's a hot topic, I feel. So we'll, we'll be gentle with you, but it's queuing. Is there a right way or a wrong way? And Davida's just nodding. I'm just nodding, which you can't see. <laughs> but <laughs> is there a right way or a wrong way? Mm. No, yes, mm. all of the above. <laughs> but we, we noticed how everybody gets very particular in how to discuss queuing. And it yes. freaks people out especially new teachers, but everybody. Well, even as like, even as an experienced teacher, if someone comes along and gives these cues and everything and they seem like, you're like, wait, what? No. Is that, is that right? No, no. And you hear certain words from certain people and you're like, why are they picking that word? And we like, <laughs> you know, we can be judgy and we can be, hi car. We hi, can car. be concerned. Hi, car. Oh, another car. Um, <laughs> But we, we hear we see this like wording all the time about how how crucial queuing is in Pilates. Yeah, like it's the most important thing. Most important thing. Like if you pick the wrong word or you've, the wrong cue, I liked what you said you've earlier. Ruined everything. No, about your client would. Oh yeah, like you pick the wrong word and your client's just gonna explode. Explode. <laughs> like what? Like it's Maybe. crucial. It's gonna. It's just gonna ruin everything. And I think that. That just alone, that word choice in discussing word choice answers the question. Yeah. Like that makes people freeze up. It freaks people out. And then they really can't. And that's all they're thinking about when they're teaching. Yes. It's like cueing and saying, and there's, there's, so there's, ah, there's, there's like, I have so much to say on this subject. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where to start. But like you were saying, it's like there's, there's a, a sidetrack on this one that that cueing that once you kind of find the cueing that you're like oh this works yeah and then you give the same cueing to every single hi UPS man he came back around oh yeah you give that same cueing to every single client yeah the same words different bodies doesn't work and then you see, like you were saying before, it works amazingly. That one cue, oh, like, oh, that client got it. With and a miracle. So cool to see them click into it. And then the next person, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that <laughs> happened work. that one time I was telling you about where I gave it, because I was a new teacher, a relatively new teacher. And I remember it was um, shoulder roll down on the Cadillac. <laughs> and it was, you know, getting them up into it. And I gave this cue for this client with the hips. And it was like, oh, it was like, wow, that was amazing in my head. And I gave it to a client, I don't know, a week later, and they looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> they're like, I don't understand what? Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. And then you think like, oh, but I was so brilliant. I know, I, I was so brilliant. It was amazing. It was brilliant. I picked that cue, and now it's not working. It's not working. And then I think... Well, like we've said before, like everybody needs something different and we need to just be present in the space with that person at the time to find out what works for them. But if we say something for somebody to cue the exercise or cue a certain movement and it doesn't work for them, we can pick a different word. We can pick a different 
cue. Or a different way of, of looking at or focusing on. Yeah, a different focus. Oh, now there's a big old truck <gasps> coming. Oh my gosh. Okay, bear with us. Here he comes the truck. We are so organic with our podcast. <laughs> I didn't even know what was on that truck. I've never I seen it. I don't know. That, that was a weird big hose thing on it. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, you can always, like you say something with somebody, you can always pick a different word. If it doesn't work for them, you can pick a different focus, a different, um, anything. Yeah. Different thought process. Yeah. Different thought process. Talk to your client. It's not a performance, right? I think that you just hit it right there. Cause I feel like there's a lot of this whole, like what you said, I forgot the word you used in terms of. Oh, and our our Crumble Cookies, our sponsor again today, Crumble Cookies, is attracting our ants. They're our little ant friends. Yeah, it comes in a little pink box. So the ants won't get it because the box is closed. And now dogs come in. You know the dog is going to want the cookie. (laughs) Um, No, you were using, what was the word you used about the whole um, cueing? It's in your, it was. When we say like, oh, it's so crucial. Crucial. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that word that word because I think that cueing is something that is a, a continuation of exploration as a teacher mm. like, like the that. yeah the more you learn about yourself and your teaching skills and the more you learn about your clients and the way they think and the process they go through yeah that feeds into how you cue and your cueing and the skills just get deeper for you in yeah. terms of relating to the body in front of you definitely I don't think it's something someone can teach you. In a, you yeah. know what I mean? I think because, again, in, like, teacher training programs or certain courses, they're like, oh, come learn how to yeah. cue. Or, you know, you're, you, you have to, you know, use anatomy, don't use anatomy, do this, yeah. don't do that, um, whatever it is. But I think that's yeah. more of, like, a guy. I feel like from... With when I go with students, I'm more of a guide. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone finds their own voice. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. Again, like trusting yourself as a teacher, learning to find your own, allowing yourself to find your own voice. I like that. that. Allowing yourself. You have to. Yeah. Because if we're trying to be like all these other teachers all the time, pick their cues, pick their words when they say, this is the good cue. This is quote the bad cue. Yeah. Like don't say this ever. It's like, well, what, what's going to happen if I say that? They're going to explode. They're going to explode. They're going to explode. They're going to explode. No. Um, but so if you, if you allow yourself to find your own voice, which I had to learn that coming from a dance background, we never talked as a dancer, you're told what to do and you do it by the choreographer, the artistic director, whomever. You have no voice. You don't have a voice. And for the most part, <laughs> dancers don't speak. And so when I started learning how to teach, I had to really allow myself to learn how to find that voice, be confident Interesting. in Interesting. So that probably was a whole other aspect of learning to teach because mm-hmm. I came from a different avenue oh, and yeah. I was already teaching fitness classes. And so you already had so to be very verbal. I had to be very verbal and I had, and I already had that comfortable verbiage to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was just learning a new chore- a choreography, a new way of 
exercise or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like coming from that background where you didn't have that, that would be like an extra added stress level mm-hmm. on yeah. top of the whole teacher training. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and my teacher training I went through was with a lot of dancers. So we were all kind of moving through that journey together, but everybody's different. So from a different level, different aspect, but, um, so in terms of being given certain cues, like there are certain things, certain words that work well for certain exercises for people. And, you know, there's a way to explain an exercise, especially the first time someone does something that like in general, yeah, and like how to pick the first thing to say and, you know, and you learn that in your teacher training, but then learning the right way to describe the quality of the exercise or what you're seeing the person doing, like, oh, I want them to do more of this and figuring out how, how to, to do that, tell them that and how to get them and do it. That is just a process. And that kind of leads me into the cueing right or wrong and... I feel like this is a kind of a different avenue of the thought process, but that cueing of where you're telling the client what is wrong, Mm. where you are cueing in a way that makes them feel like they're doing things wrong or they're not doing it the way you want them to. So I feel like that cueing for me is wrong as a teacher because I don't want my clients to be there going oh, I suck at this, or I'm not good. Yeah. Hi, puppy. Oh, puppies. Um, this, yeah, this does that make sense? Life. Pilates, cookies, and puppies. Yeah, cookies, puppies. <laughs> <laughs> That's our life. <laughs> That's pretty much our life, yeah. Our life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, because you don't want somebody to think they're doing something wrong or to feel wrong because their body naturally moves does in that. a certain way. Exactly. Like, ooh. Your cookie fell. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) Well, like, we've talked about together, and others will know this. Like, you know, someone's got a tightness, right? And their hip is high because something's tight. Yeah. And so they can't do a certain whatever. And if you cue, you know, oh, look, your hip is all hiked up like that. We need to make sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing they can do about that in that moment, at that moment, in that time. And all they think about is, oh, my hip is all twisted up. Right. And I'm, oh, I'm disfigured. I'm, I'm dis- wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong. wrong I can't do this. Because I'm sorry, everyone's, everyone's hips are Everyone's all everything. <laughs> we all have our craziness in our bodies. <laughs> well, I think a nice way to help somebody find, like, let's say their hip is, like, all funny, wonky. all wonky. And it's like, oh, well, let's try this on this side. Let's try this on that side. Did you notice a difference in exactly. the sides? Exactly. What did you notice? Between? What did you feel? Yeah. So it's coming from them. Because mm-hmm. they're going to give you an answer. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I felt more I felt more like this was engaged here. Or I felt more weighted here. It's like, Or I felt this. And you can, okay, how can you, how can you maybe get it to where this feels more like this? And they're like, yeah. oh, maybe this. Yeah. And then, oh, let's try it that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Um, but again, you can always play with it on another day. You can always pick another exercise exercise to try to work through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just goes back to being present with the person and just kind of working through the day with them. Yeah. And I think, and we've talked about this, and it's not that they're wrong, but there's, all, there's a lot of cues that are very anatomy based. Mm-hmm. 
or I remember one for me was, <laughs> and I never understood it, was um, knit your ribs. Mm. Yeah. The minute I knitted my ribs, my whole, uh, I kind of collapsed. It kind of like. Oh, uh, it pulled you forward. It pulled me forward, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like there's these cues that we've, those of us that have been doing it for a really, really long time, have heard. And, oh, that's me. Bloop, bloop. Um, that that's one of those we kind of talked about in another episode where it didn't work for me, but it might have worked for somebody else. Yeah. So it's kind of finding those cues that when you see something, go, oh yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. So maybe that's a wrong cue. Yeah. For that, for that person. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for somebody again, for someone else, it might they get work. it. Yeah. Yeah. But there are, yeah, and so certain, certain... Because we're the rib poppers, right? Yeah, so both that's of us. Like, yeah, both rib, of us. I rib pop my ribs a lot, and so, I had to learn how to not. And you're, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, so, I mean, I was constantly, it was like, ribs, 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 yeah. ribs, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> get it. Well, I actually, I remember having a cue, I think I was in a dance class, and somebody was telling me to, like, squeeze my ribs together. Squeeze your ribs together? Something. Squeeze your ribs together. And, you know, it just, you, you can't move then. <laughs> and I'm like, physically, my body, I have a sway back. And I, yes, I try to minimize it and elongate. But my body is in a certain shape and it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not you gonna, can't change, change it. it. Which is the beauty of Pilates. Yeah. So, I guess the bottom line for cueing is right or wrong is there's... There's wrong when it comes to that client. Yeah, for that for client. that person. Because I do talking about the anatomy part. Like for me, coming from a kinesiology background and a corrective exercise you, background, you speak to that. Yeah, that, and so you can hear that, and that makes a lot of sense to me. But I'm not spewing out anatomical terms to every client by far. If I have a client that is into that, into that, or from a medical background. Um, I have some doctors where when I'm using that They don't jargon, know point and flex. No. That does not work that for them. That does not work for them. No. <laughs> I've learned that one yeah. from a doctor. He's like, what? And I'm like, oh, Dorsey flex. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and sometimes, like, that language helps connect them. Like, so let's say we have a medical person that we're teaching, someone from a medical background, and that actually helps them connect to the movement more because yeah. that speaks their language. Exactly. And in the same way, my dancers that I teach, I'm not going to tell most people to plie, but with my dancers, I'm telling them in footwork, like, let's do first position plies, but that's not what I'm saying to most people. Because they're and not dancers. They're not dancers. And I've had a, a dancer be like, do you teach like this to everyone? And I say, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Because they'd be like, what? What are you saying? But it's like, if you can speak to that person in their language, that helps them connect to Pilates. That should be like, a, that's like, oh, that's brilliant. It's like <laughs> speaking in their language. Yeah. You're cueing to their language. Because then you're just opening up the world of Pilates for that person. They feel more comfortable in Pilates because it's their language. It makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. They're being welcomed in from their, their point of view, from their world. From their so that's, jargon. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Because I had a client once that came in, and she put her hands on top of her thighs, on top mm. of her quads, and she said, with all seriousness, 
my hamstrings are super tight today. (laughs) (laughs) So most clients don't really know anatomy or muscles, much less that there's four of these or, you know, that the hamstring is not just one Mm -hmm. and that, you know, this does not connect to this. So they're not related in any way. Yeah. Um, even though maybe they were told something by somebody. Right. There's always wrong anatomy. Yeah, there's gets, wrong anatomy. Gets thrown there's around. There's no gray area <laughs> yeah. with anatomy. Yeah, just pretty black and a, white there. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. <laughs> and sometimes, like, if clients are interested, I'll, like, point to a certain muscle. I'm like, I want you to be working from this region. Like, let's focus on this area of the body. Because that actually helps a lot of people sometimes. Yeah. Where if you poke a certain muscle, you'll like feel this on yourself. Yeah, giving that tactile helps. And it can help somebody focus, especially if they're a little ADD or a little all over the place. That tactile cueing can help. Um, but again, I'm not a very big hands-on person. Me either. Neither um, one of us are. Yeah. So <laughs> I want people to feel themselves, feel their own body. Because um, no one's out. <laughs> I had I have two. That I heard this from one teacher. I, I don't have went mirrors in my studio. And, classic way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've had clients come in, why don't you have mirrors? How, how can I see myself? What, how do I know if I'm straight? And it's like, well, no one's walking around. And I don't know which teacher I heard this. It might have been Kara Reeser. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Don't quote me. Um, no one's following you around with a mirror all day long <laughs> yeah. so that you can look at yourself to know that you're standing straight right. or your posture is good. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's the same way with, you know, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, well, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. No, well, in the studio, you don't necessarily need a mirror. It can be a helpful tool for some people, but you don't necessarily need a mirror no. because you're not walking around outside with a mirror following you. So oh, you need I, to feel. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. It fed back to what you said. You want them to feel. Yeah. So I want them to feel what it's like when they are in a position yeah. that their body needs to be in to function. Yes. And I want them to feel that out there because no one's going to say, oh, no. Yeah. Knit your ribs together. <laughs> As you're, like, in the grocery store, like, yeah. picking up cereal. Knit your ribs. Oh, yeah. Or cookies. Or co- for us, cookies. <laughs> yes. But it is, it's teaching someone to feel it for themselves, learning how to feel it, and eventually people will hear whatever cues work for them that we give them a lot. Those cues eventually, they'll be like, uh, I have clients say they're walking around outside, they're like, they hear oh, them. I heard your cue in my mind, mm-hmm. like, to like... That's the best thing, isn't it? They're <laughs> yeah. like, I, I heard your voice in my head yeah. when I was at work. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> There's another client I have, she's very older started like when she was 79 and every time she comes in her body's different Mm -hmm. I mean she's she moves different every time there's tight there's this or that and so I'll give her different cues right and she'll say well you never told me that before (laughs) it's like well you didn't need it it wasn't necessary it wasn't necessary so it's kind of like you're cueing like you said in that moment Mm -hmm. different different moment different day yeah Every day can be different. We can mm-hmm. do Pilates five days a week, and each of those days will be different. Different. Slightly. It's kind of frustrating. Well, for me, open leg rock is frustrating because <laughs> it's like, well, yesterday I did it so well, and now I'm catapulting forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the being with that person that day, what they need at that time. Mm-hmm. What's the best cue you feel... 
for you in all your teachings that really clarified something for you? A cue I was given when I was taking a class? Yeah, so something that kind of really stuck with you in terms of being able to take that into your work. Well, into my own practice for myself. Well, I think what we work on with the, like, really pushing through the legs, like, really using the feedback through my legs in back extensions. Yeah. To find more length. Because for me, my sway back dumping into that low back is so easy being so flexible and dancer yeah my go-to posture so finding all that length in the extension because I think I actually had a bad cue or cue that doesn't work for me in previous years with other teachers was trying to like pull forward in an extension so if we think about like if we think about like a, just swan. like a swan yeah. and it's like, and I use this cue for some people like trying to pull your chest forward up and out. Yes. But for me, that would just dump me more into a back bend. Whereas I actually needed reach through my legs to find the lower body. And then go from there. Yeah. And that was a process that like you and I found together to yeah. find the hamstring connection and find that lower quadrant to reach through. Yeah. And what do you think is, like, a cue that you gave a client over the years, if you can think of one that just, like, you could see that light bulb that it just happened for them in that moment? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting her on the spot. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can think of a specific cue offhand, but something that happened just last week when I'd been teaching a client virtually mat work for the last two years Mm -hmm. and I've taught her for maybe six or seven years now and she just got her former and she was doing long stretch and I was like you know you were afraid of that before the pandemic she was like I know and she could do it and like that was very exciting but I don't know that it was one specific cue it was just the work that it was the work that had like coalesced came together. together but cues that helped her was like finding plank on the floor, like pushing the floor away, keyhole arms, external rotation in the upper arm, those kinds of arm connectivity exercises that really helped her feel stronger in that position on the mat that then translated to the reformer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like because you brought up keyhole arms, and I know we're like on the downside of our podcast, but (laughs) I feel like Kathy Grant's work before Mm. the 100 is a really that those are kind of light bulb moments that happen for me hmm. in terms of my body but I feel like for clients they're kind of very simple cues that kind of get them to go oh mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah and like so in a, a plank or hands and knees position look so weight bearing on the arms if I have Don't. somebody do well if I ask someone to do a plank and then I'm like okay now let's think about that external rotation really rotate here come back to it and find it again and then I asked like did you feel stronger in one or the other and they're like oh yeah that second time like I really yeah. felt strong and it like lifts everything it li- that lifts you out of like dumping the low back in a plank and yeah so that's a really helpful cue for a lot of people a lot of people yeah because I feel like there's a lot of cues that work for a lot of people because a lot of muscle behavior and patterns are very similar yeah 
in terms of a lot of people, especially yeah. nowadays with texting and kind and of sitting. Yeah. There's all those postural tendencies yes. that most people have for it. Head posture, kyphosis, yeah. like all these things. And younger and younger because yes. of lifestyles. Yeah. That we know. Which will keep us going and going as teachers. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're texting all the time. All the time. All the time. Down, at the phone. As Davida's looking at her notes on her phone. Yes, that's what I was thinking of as I was looking down. <laughs> Is there anything else we feel we need to... So I don't think there's really a, a yes or no answer to is there there's a right not, or yeah, wrong. There's not a yes or no answer. And I think in general, just taking the scare out of queuing, taking that like crucialness and that intensity Away. out of the idea of queuing and just learning to speak with the client and you know first you have to give the client the exercise so they know what they're doing they have to learn the choreography or yeah. at least what they're doing your yeah. head's coming up you're looking this way you're pulling this you're yeah quick. yeah and they maybe have to that's learn the that. first thing you say i mean people won't always learn what exercises this and that like if you say the name they're not going to know it necessarily but you have to give them first step give them what to do yep and then see how they're moving let them kind of feel the movement then start to layer in a few things you notice mm -hmm. and if the way in which you describe what you want them to think of if that doesn't work at first try something else yeah it's a conversation yeah i like to say when they're learning the client that they're learning like you just said it's the new language right it's a language and they're also learning a whole lot of things they're learning a ton of things ton of things they're All learning this new way of moving all the apparatus breathing at the same time which that's a whole nother subject yeah. coordinating the body coordinating, people don't know how to move the body <laughs> seeing how things go so I just say you know just focus on one thing mm -hmm. pick something mm -hmm. and just don't freak out yeah and that goes to the teacher too don't freak out I was going to say are you saying <laughs> yeah, that to the teacher, the teacher or the client both, both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like when um, when I have students in the class and they're like observing and I might have a new client who's never done Pilates and that's like mm. that's like a mess right they're like all over the map <laughs> that's great to and observe I, I know but I tell them I said I said I am not going to overcorrect these people yes. it's their first time yeah I'm, I'm just observing I'm seeing what's happening I'm going to keep them safe but I'm not going to get nitpicky no and, and start digging into let this person move. let them move let them experience the movement and you know if we get too nitpicky all at once they feel very um like they failed yeah back to that yeah yeah like back to that pushed, pushed out of it and like oh i'm not good enough. it's like this is that. not for me yeah yeah no just let them move and they will naturally correct something sometimes exactly over time and the spring using the feedback of mm -hmm. the spring yeah yeah thank you my it. brain just went Spring, stop. Spring, yes. The feedback. The feedback of the spring. Using the spring. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. And if you want, check out our website, plotischicks.com. You can get little sneak peeks on our um, little podcast here. Subscribe on Apple or Spotify, whatever you're listening to now. Anything else? Oh, 
And we, we, you'll eat your crumble cookie later. I'm very excited yeah. about that. They were our sponsor, even though they don't know they're our they sponsor. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just decided to sponsor them <laughs> for free. <laughs> we'll see what's next time. Maybe Magnolia Bakery Cupcakes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay, and we'll have our theme music. Oh. Yeah. Dun, da, da. Bye. Bye. <laughs>